Welcome to a special episode of the Saturn Studs podcast. I've got no... You could call it a special yeah, edition. We'll call it the special edition, except I'm sure Peter will have some other inane title for it. Um, no, no, this one's just the special okay. edition. It's the only one. The only one. I, you know what? <laughs> Something that might be true. In all the permutations that we've had, this might be the only special edition. Yeah. Um, we, uh, this is just a purely, we're pandering to the crowd, we're, we're peddling to the masses, we're caving to popular demand, um, and we are releasing a hit review of yeah. a hot movie. Nobody's Sometime. ever done yeah. this. You can, you can go scour the YouTubes, you can go scour your podcast, you'll, you'll find none, at least none like this. It's, mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, that much is true. <laughs> I can guarantee you mm-hmm. that this will be a very unique uh, review. You won't get this kind of kind of action anywhere else. Yeah, you'll find all the cinematography, all um, the, the, the acting, all the, but you'll never get shenanigans like this. No. Yeah. We are we are just um, slightly above the IMDb users that live under their bridges. What do you think gave birth to them? We sit on top of the bridge. (laughs) We we made them ourselves. In in primordial ooze. They're fresh. fresh. Um, I would be honored to be a troll alchemist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Make the sword of eternal assholery. I mean, as Um, I'm sure you will have seen because we titled these episodes... Uh, this is our No Way Home review. Um, there was a time mm-hmm. when winter was a slow period for movies, which is why we started 90s winter. But ever since Disney got their meaty clasps and everything and started pushing uh, pushing out movies in December and January. Yeah. Um, they had the audacity to put Spider-Man out during 90s winter. I know. What the fuck is up with don't that? Don't like, Stay don't in your lane, Disney. Nostalgia? Well, they were close. I mean, this this movie this movie definitely feels on the nostalgia yeah. of our childhood. I was gonna say they they hit they hit some notes. They hit they hit some uh, heartstrings there for us. Um. So, mm. I think briefly we can talk. No spoilers, yes. because this is a very spoiler-heavy movie. Yep. Like, we literally can't discuss nope. much outside the first 10, 15 minutes without getting into spoilers. I, I think it's like 10 minutes, and they get into the first, like, big reveal. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. We can we can give a, a definite spoiler-free review of this. Uh, I mean, I'll be the first one to say it. I liked it. It's a good, and it's a great, it's a great Marvel movie. Some people are really, really hyping this shit up. Um, I, I, man, I don't know. It's definitely the best, I think, Spider-Man movie of, like, maybe the, I guess if you probably would have take all of them, including the past ones, um, but like. Best live action, for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not, I, I'm not actually counting Spider-Verse. I think Spider-Verse definitely probably was above this one. Um, but definitely the best, like, Tom Holland, um best tom holland performance we've seen out of all of his appearances um well they gave him a lot more to do 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he actually yeah. had a lot more range of emotions as well. Uh, I liked seeing a lot of what he could do as like an actor instead of just like the quippy hero. Hey guys, did you know I'm young? Yeah. Um, I mean, but then again, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. it's worse. It's better than like the alternative, which is like watching like a like like a like a like back in Sam Raimi's like a Tobey Maguire who is like a a 30 year old trying to impersonate uh, a high schooler it's like I, yeah. how old was he when that movie was I need to I think I think he now. was like I think conservatively he might have been like his late 20s or something like that maybe like mid I want to s- mm-hmm. yeah he's probably our age actually yeah probably is our age still well no, he's unless he stopped aging for a couple he's years. He's well older than we are. Uh, I mean, Tom Holland's younger than us. Uh, let's see, Tobey Maguire is born in 1975. So Spider-Man came out in 2002. So, yeah, he was like 26, so would have been 27. 27. Yeah, yeah, he was our age. Because yeah, because I could have sworn I think somebody had mentioned he was like 40. 40 or 45 or something like that right now. Yeah, he looked pretty pretty old um, last I saw him. When you saw him. Um, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I, I will go as far as to say that I really liked this movie. Um, it I was worried that it was going to be overstuffed, and in some parts it did feel overstuffed. Um, there was a little... Uh, there were a few things in there that felt kind of gratuitous and or self-indulgent. But on the whole... This movie did what it promised it would do, and um, it did it pretty well, I think. Uh, it leaves the door open for uh, a lot of lot of options oh, yeah. uh, in the future. <laughs> we'll get into that later mm-hmm. for, like, spoilers, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think as a movie-going experience, apart from people clapping over important lines of dialogue... Uh, it was. It felt yes. like it. It felt like an event movie in a way that no movie has felt like an event movie since Endgame, which uh, I guess makes sense given the yeah. scape of cinema. Spider-Man uh, does numbers. Yeah, this movie. Um, I think more more than other Marvel movies was constructed with to answer the one request of the audience, which was deliver deliver the content. And they delivered the content with prejudice. Um, this is this is at the same time I think yeah the most um, most picture perfectly constructed uh, a fan fan pleaser of a movie um, that I've seen so far. And it also it's also it came off to me like when I was watching this movie, it felt I could I realized that we were we were deep in this we were in phase four and like the the plot and the characters involved in this movie like the whole cast um is something it felt like something you would see in the back episodes of one of the cartoon shows of any superhero cartoon show where everyone's already been established so we can just get going with the wacky plots and you can just assume that you get it yeah and just go along for it the ride. It did kind of feel like a, a season uh, five episode of Spider-Man, the animated series. Um, in more ways than mm-hmm. one, as, as it turns out. 
Sure, sure. Because uh, you, yeah. you have, I mean, this isn't spoiler because you know in the, from the trailers. Uh, a c- people didn't know. There's well, some people well, who didn't know. From the trailer from like the, the villains, trailer. from the villains that show yeah. up. It's like it, it's like a crossover episode of like of multiple villains, and it definitely feels like this could be like a two to three part animated series episode where everybody, like you said, everybody's fleshed out. We just get into the wacky hijinks. Um, I think they did a lot of their stuff organically uh, as well, so nothing felt like too out of. There was there was like one or two things that we'll get into that I was like I I actually physically like slapped my forehead. Uh, <laughs> I face palm that I I shit you not. Which is like the fuck. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, they, there were some choices made that. I think could have been a little bit better. Yeah, but there was there were also some blessings. But there were also some beautiful moments in this movie, and I think that makes up for every single thing. And I I, one one of my friends argued about one of my nitpicks, um, which I'll touch on later. um, Which I I may be able to concede one. However, I will not concede. Uh, I just have to remember exactly what it was. I guess I guess that kind of puts a bow on this. Yeah. We all heartily recommend this. If you had any interest in seeing this movie, go see it. Uh, you won't walk away disappointed unless you have really specific expectations that were kind of. Yeah, the crowds have the crowds have dissipated by this yep. point. So if you're a fan, you've already seen yeah. this three times. I'm I know, sure. Somebody, yeah, uh, it's just one of those movies. Yep. Um, so go watch it and you'll have a regular theater viewing experience that you can enjoy this holiday season, Spider-Man yes, Day. Yes, so all you, all you Jewish folks who don't like the crowds, this is the one to see on Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> Alright, well I guess that kind of... Sp- spider brisket. <laughs> this kind of leads us into our spoiler talk, which... Uh, I don't even know where to begin with this because it's it's a lot. <laughs> um, all right, well then I'll start with uh, a hot take I thought up five seconds okay, ago. Okay, hit it. Is this the Iron Man three of Spider Man in terms of the the tone the tone of the the movie or the theming of the movie? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. In terms of like tone and like how much loss there is, yeah. Um, I feel like this is maybe darker though. I would say this is the first Spider-Man movie in the Marvel Spider-Man trilogy. The other two felt like Marvel movies. You know, Spider-Man's kind of mm-hmm. you know he's got his trials, he's got his tribulations, he has to deal with things, but it's always in the it's always small scope. It was very much the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And he hadn't, I, it sounds kind of shitty to say it like this, but he hadn't suffered enough to really feel like Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, as, as we've learned, that's a key element. And this movie corrected that in, in a major way that, quite frankly, I, I was not expecting. Yeah, um, they, they really, um, they said, they said we need to make... Peter really, really upset with his life, um, and just totally destroy it. Um, and like, we're gonna make him grow up. Pa- the, like past <laughs> Spider-Mans have have tried to do that, and like they've like 
half touched upon. I mean, you had Uncle Ben dying's in the both uh, other two, and then you had, you know, the the Gwen Stacy that we never really saw like a a next part of. Uh, but I think maybe in the first Spider Man and Spider Man Three, you definitely saw a lot with like Harry dying. Uh, you really had a lot of emotional mm-hmm. turmoil with that, and then on top of that. You never got like Mary Jane and Peter back together, so you kind of left the theater kind of upset with that one too. Um, but this one was on a whole nother level. You had everything thrown at you in one movie, uh, and they did it well. It wasn't like just bummer after bummer. Uh, it just like fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially at the end, yes, which we'll yeah. get to the end. Uh, that that cathartic moment, which I think was maybe the happiest moment for the yeah. people so, in that theater. They so fucking erupted. This, so this movie takes place uh, directly after the events of uh, the second Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, mm-hmm. right? Much yeah. much like the Spider-Man cartoon, where a given episode would be part of whatever... Like, large uh, arc, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. he... They, they actually recreated that scene. Um, they... Uh, found people well, like they, they made sure like background people actually had the same clothes so they really recreated it um, I feel like they probably shot it at the same no, time no they uh, apparently the, actor, the background actors are different and they okay. did a really even like apparently the Mysterio cut like they had to recut that or something like that because it was a different director but they did a really good job of okay. making it seem like it was the exact ending like that Seems clip. like it could have saved some yes. money by. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a filming at the same time. They probably still had to work out. Yeah, I wonder Sony if it's a rights thing or something like I that, like, and maybe a different yeah, director. That's, so that's potential. And that really is the shadow that hangs over this entire oh, production. Yeah, uh, maybe shadow is too strong a word, but you know what yeah. I mean. Uh, maybe knuckles. Um, maybe knuckles. Kind uh, of different one. So, um, but yeah, so it takes place right after uh, with uh, J. Jonah Jameson basically doxing Spider-Man, saying Peter Parker is this guy. I do a really good job of kind of um, uh, creating that tension, that immediate tension, like right after, and like shit hits the fan right away. Uh, He gets tracked down by the media. They're covering him. They're like digging up every part of his life. They find out where he lived. Um... Shortly after, people start showing up at his house, and it's a damning uh, takedown of cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and they 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 do a really nice shot um, in the beginning that kind of mirrors one of the other Spider-Man movies where Aunt May walks in on um, on Ned and Peter. Uh, you know, yep. they ch- catches Peter with his clothes off, and she's like, oh, oh, um, uh, is it, whatever, but uh, this time it's MJ uh, mm-hmm. undressing Peter. I always just want to yeah. say Zendaya. I <laughs> don't care who, if she's, say she's MJ. I just... the show. You know what happens when you invoke her name He's got on two the more show. times. He has to be in succession. It's a Beetlejuice properties. Um, so uh, we see that Happy is getting broken up with by Aunt May, uh, so sad. He's crying, but he is uh, still wants to be uh, in her life a little bit. Um, and then shortly mm-hmm. after that, they they do a bit of a time jump where uh, the Department of Damage Control or some of that. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, which they finally. 
I, is this the first instance of this this group? No, they they no. seized the assets or attempted to seize the assets that uh, Vulture was yes. cleaning up in yep. Homecoming. Vulture that was uh, it was tied into okay. Vulture's story. Um, so the Department of Damage Control is taking in Peter and all of the cohorts, including Happy and. Um, uh, Aunt May, mm-hmm. they bring in all of his friends as well, just trying to figure out accomplices. We get the first kind of like what the and fuck moment, uh, which is, and we, I mean, we know this, but uh, Peter doesn't know this, is that they say Nick Fury's been off world for about a year, which means the Nick Fury that mm-hmm. Peter Parker was literally just talking to was not Nick Fury, and we know that because we know he's a scroll. Um, yeah, it was the end credit scene of. Uh, yeah, so we'll see how much that actually ties into like the secret. Uh, was it Secret Wars or Invasion of the Skrulls or whatever? Yeah, Secret Wars. Because uh, I think that's gonna. I think the Department of Damage Control is definitely gonna play a, a pretty big part with that as well. Um, hmm. but they they do police stuff to yep. all his civilian and, and they interrogate the shit know, out of them. Innocent friends, and then they don't waste any yep. time. <laughs> Big boom reveal. We got Daredevil showing up, uh, Matthew Murdock, uh, and Charlie Cox is yeah, playing that. Unfortunately, Daredevil didn't show up anywhere else in the film. Yes. But it was kind of it was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. and I told Peter this in the theater, because um John Favreau, who plays Happy Hogan, also played Foggy Nelson in the two thousand three Daredevil movie. So that was kind of an interesting mm-hmm. uh interaction between those two characters from different iterations of the of the daredevil cinematic uh universe which we'll, we'll get into the daredevil verse eventually i'm sure um mm-hmm. but that was that was a big one I, to, that, you know that's the that was the kind of tenor of a lot of these was just like hey we acknowledge this well that was don't that worry was very unexpected you know that that that's kind of been tied up in legal hell for a long time Ironically, um, yeah, uh, very ironically, um, and you know, I've made no secret about how much I loved Daredevil as a show. So it was, it's nice to see him back there, and uh, I've heard that he will be back in in some capacity in future Marvel movies, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so that kind of kicks off the events where, well, actually, they get a lot of rejection letters from colleges because of you know, the negative publicity. So that prompts Peter to go to Doctor Strange to cast a spell to undo all this. And um, you kind of you kind of mm-hmm. figure out, like, what... How exactly Peter was affecting the spell. Like, he was actively a part of it, and I think the spell was reacting to him say certain things. Because it was... He, he, it was... He fucked around. Yeah, the spell yeah. Found he out. changed it a couple <laughs> times, um, and and Doctor Strange kept on had to make different reiterations of it. Um, and this, yeah, he goes see Doctor Strange. We should say that, um, which is part of why I said this felt like a late season comic thing because, you know, um, I remember when Doctor Strange. We we were there when Doctor Strange first went on the screen, and it was a whole yeah. fucking thing. They had to figure out how they're going to slot magic into this Marvel shit. And now they're just like, yeah, no. So so Peter sees Doctor Strange to change the universe so that they never remembered him. And you're like, okay, yeah, I feel like I saw this in episode, really, you know, in issue number, is number 57 of uh, Forgetful Spider-Man. <laughs> um, 
whatever comic so, that yeah, was. So yeah, um, Doctor Strange helps him out, and he tells him about a forgetful, a forgetting spell, uh, which Wong uh, warns him about about tampering or with the realms that they don't know. Um, the only notable thing comes a little bit later when they do find out that like multiverse beings are getting into their world. Uh, Doctor Strange says um, this shouldn't be possible. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm trying to like pick apart different stuff with like the sacred timeline and like the multiverse uh, aspects of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking he's like, if he knows that there's only one timeline, there's no other multiverses. He knows that there can be multiverses, but for some whatever reason, the sacred timeline is one stream, one universe. Um, it never splits. Right. For the convenience of plot. Yeah. And then at this point, around the time that he does mm-hmm. the spell, the events of Loki has taken place, and that creates the divergence of the sacred timeline uh, and creates the multiverse, which until now has been not really been like mm-hmm. affecting things, but now it has. Right. They're, they're finally ready to write that yeah. shit into and the, the plot. And the key thing yeah. was, and, and this is where one of the plot holes, I guess, kind of comes up, is Peter Parker says, um, I just want everybody who had known me to be Spider-Man before like these events to continue remembering that. And that is what draws it in from other multiverses, is that anybody who knew Spider-Man Spider-Man was Peter Parker gets to come to this universe, which obviously brings in, you know, we'll, we'll get to it later, but it gets, it well, gets, I mean, it we brings can, in, I mean, we're in spoilers. Yeah, it's, you know it brings in, it brings in, run through the it plot brings in here. Toby, Andrew, Doc, 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 Doc first. your uh, lizard who did know, um, yeah. it brought in Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, mm-hmm. um, we, there, we have to assume also uh, there was maybe an MJ or a Gwen Stacy walking around uh, New York City. It's possible. It's interesting, though. Because she just spawns in midair and just fucks. Gwen Stacy, maybe, because everyone who was pulled in by the initial spell was dead in their respective universe. Um, um, not So not, not Sandman... I think he dies in the movie. I don't think he does. It's been a, it's been yeah. a minute since I've seen Spider-Man. I saw 3, the clip of sure. when he like goes away. He... Doesn't doesn't New Green Goblin like glass yeah, him? That's that's what I remember. Does um because he's got his wrist his wrist throw is like fucking uh, Boba I, I, Fett. I, he's like I'm the I'm I the New so. Green I thought he survived Goblin. that or some <laughs> of that, but um we we go back and check. I don't know. It has been a minute. Um, Who knows. It, so Doc, Doc, I would have preferred if they had pulled in Andrew and Toby in the initial spell. I think the way they kind of bring them in, well, it made for for a bigger introduction, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like, I don't know, it felt like it was very much plot convenience to do it the way they did it. I wouldn't even say plot convenience. Uh, I say this is part of this is part of what I'm talking about when they say they had the most picture perfect fan content delivery service of any movie I've seen in a recent while. Because you start out with the villains, which people know presumably from the trailer that vi- the villains from the old movies will be in this, even though there are many gasps of shock when Doc Ock showed up on the and scene. And when the pumpkin bomb landed um, on the bridge, it's like, did you fuckers not watch the trailer? <laughs> yeah, right. You're all here on premiere night, 
what were you doing that whole time? Um, and then they kept the, you know, they, I would say they, they put a thin, they put a tablecloth over Toby and, and Andrew Garfield uh, and said, you know, who, who could this be? It's a mystery. Even though, you know, so if these guys who saw the trailer still got shocked when the people in the trailer showed up in the movie, imagine their reaction when the thinly veiled uh, <laughs> hiding of, you know, two, two big leads from these huge money-making movies would uh, also show up in this show in this movie about crossovers it was very Uh, much a who's that pokemon level mystery yeah yeah i mean (laughs) and then people had called it for like from the trailers as well where it was like just peter parker going up against sandman electro and the lizard it's like technically it was just peter parker (laughs) just one spider-man um uh and not spider-man it's like it seemed a little too odd and marvel has done in the past and they did a lot for this trailer uh some convenient edits uh in the past um so at first mm-hmm. i didn't like this and then I, I thought about it so the the thing about the the spider-man introductions was one yeah the clapping sucked that pissed me off and it didn't help that it was like uh, one right after another, so it was like clapping, pause for like two minutes, and then another clapping when Toby showed up. Uh, but the whole Ned being able to use magic um, yeah, was very convenient, kinda... and I, I was taken aback by it because I'm like, okay, well, I understand that, like, I guess you have to be trained to an extent, but I guess Ned mm. is like supposed to be a wizard. And he does make I, a throwaway joke in the beginning where he says his Nana says there's always been magic in the family. There is a there is sure. also a shot about like but. these like old daggers that are on the wall that have some symbols to it. And apparently it is comic book accurate that Ned is able to use magic in the in I some guess. of the comics. I mean it's not like Ned is integrally woven into the fabric of the comic yeah. continuity. No, I, I understand. That that came <laughs> off to I'm me. Like... Yeah, it came off to me as uh, Ned needs the power of magic because MJ has the power to fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it seemed like it was just to give him something to do. Um, I have a little issue. It's kind of like with the Infinity Stones and Loki. You know, it, it seems like bad writing to kind of diminish the work of others like that because, you know, Doctor Strange learning the portal spell. And that was a solid chunk of that movie. Like him mastering that yeah. that art. Like he had to go was, to, the, to the Grand Wizard and, you know. I went through a lot of Red's Apple Ale watching him perfect those spells yes. and training all the way up there. And then, you know, this guy puts on a ring and he can he can do yeah. it because he, he wants to. Uh, but, you know, it is, that's how they chose to do it. I would have preferred them just get pulled in and maybe stagger the reveals a little bit, have one yeah. Spider-Man come in to help another in a, in a dire moment in a fight. And that kind of gets into my problem with the second act of this movie is that, you know, it's kind of weird. And I understand, you know, that was Aunt May's shtick helping people. But it's kind of weird that he would take these dangerous criminals and spend so much of the movie trying to help them. And, you know, obviously it goes awry because, of course, it's going to go awry. 
Um, not, not- and then the other two Spider-Man show up. I feel like you could have maybe kept the pacing a little bit. Yeah, not without better. its successes because they they do end up helping out uh, Otto. Oh, can we can we talk about Alzheimer's yes, Osborne? Say, it did give us one of the better moments in the movie, which is Norman Osborne snatching muffins and stuffing them in his jacket pocket. <laughs> oh my God! Can I? I, I don't say. Holy shit! Willem Dafoe, fucking. Awesome job! This entire oh, yeah. fucking movie. I mean, he brought I, the heat. I, I did not know how well he was gonna like be able to pick up Green Goblin again. I. Oh, he was. That's amazing. His Green Goblin was always. Ah, Jake, you never forget Green Goblin. His Goblin was one of my favorite parts of the Raimi trilogy, and I was very happy to see him. Uh, not only back, but in such an important role. Like he's essentially the main antagonist yes. of the movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is appropriate because I consider the Green Goblin to be Spider-Man's greatest enemy. Yeah, also or, with a different look yeah, too. I mean, they they, they made I it like fresh. I like the redesign. Yeah, I like the it 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 kept you know elements of the Power Ranger suit from Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. gave it that twist to make it look a little more like the classic Green mm-hmm. Goblin. Um, Peter said that. It would have looked cooler if he had like the bottom half as like an oni mask of the Green Goblin face, and yeah. I, it's just the I would tend to agree. Like- I think that would be cool, but I I like the way it, it turned out. I you know, I I like the third act of this movie. I thought the third act, despite them doing the Marvel thing where they have to have a moment of levity, like two moments of levity for every one moment of seriousness. Um, <laughs> You know that that got a little little old after a while. It's like we don't need to have the cutaway comedy bit right after like their one moment of mm-hmm. of discord in the fight. Yeah, and and, but, and I will say the I think the weakest parts of those uh, of that end part, uh, the third act, was probably Ned and uh, 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 the Z word uh, MJ, Ned and MJ, just like kind of fumbling around and putting themselves at risk. Because of convenience, yeah, again, again, because mm. of convenience sake, it's like because a portal he can't close the portal. It's just like, oh well, yeah. That's kinda... And the fact that they could have like at any moment in time just pressed the button and undone all of it. That that was always mm-hmm. in the back of my That's... mind. That was so frustrating. Where it's like, dude, you could have like I compare it. Yeah. You could have like called it the to... condo. And you could have like saved yeah. Aunt May's life, like if you had yeah. just taken a phone call to MJ, and just say press the button. Yeah, um, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit. I'll compare it to Dragon Ball Super, where you know any real worry about them being able to overcome the villain is kind of like thrown away because as strong as Goku and Vegeta are. Beerus and Whis are right there and they're, you know, however many times stronger. So there's never really yes. a moment of doubt that they're going to be able to overcome the adversity. And in this instance, it's, you know, your stupidity and inability to manage a crisis properly, you know, led to Aunt May's death. Yeah. So I just, I just felt the whole box thing was kind of like why even bother with that because it it was just a box and they needed a they needed just they needed well, I, guess, a I guess you could i mean I guess. I guess you could twist it to the point where it's like well this is the part of spider-man where he's 
so good it's almost to a fault. But I mean, yeah, sure, and I'll, I'm I'm sure that was the idea. But I feel like you could have just as easily had it be a situation where Doctor Strange isn't sure how to reverse the spell, so he needs time to figure that all out. And Peter's like, well, in the meantime, I'm going to try to help these guys. And Strange is like, I think that's a bad idea, but you do you, boo. Yeah, instead of, and, like, actually having but, them fight. But is it a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie? Is it a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie if he doesn't piss off his uh, mentor yeah. authority figure? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Because you have to have him do some, uh, I would say, borderline uncharacteristic. Well, I, I guess some borderline negligent shit. Yeah, where yeah. you're fighting the Sorcerer Supreme and trapping him in the mirror dimension. Which that whole sequence felt a little out of pl- unnecessary i guess the whole fight or at least between him, yeah, yeah or at least it went on too long i felt i think you could have could have wrapped that up a little bit i did like though that because of his spider sense he was still able to to move out of the yes. way even when with the astral projection I, I thought that was that was that was perfect like schoolyard logic that was like oh yeah spider-man could beat dr strange's spider sense does works even if he's that actually was projected. pretty crazy i do love seeing the know-it-all dr strange blah 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 magic multiverse you know omega level threat avenger level threat you sound like a parrot dr strange you're dumb spidey sense is better than magic get fucked nerd <laughs> I love that. Uh, so I it's really great. appreciated the joke where uh, uh, Tom Holland is like, you know, I don't want you to brag, but I was in the Avengers. And Toby's like, oh, that's great. What's the Avengers? <laughs> What's the Avengers? <laughs> was that like a band? <laughs> You're in a band? How was this helping? <laughs> but it was it was cool. It was like it was like the uh, uh, to speak on that a little bit. It's like that scene was great because it was like Tom Holland who since now has been like being coached and mentored by these other two spider-men who's had these different experiences uh now he can kind of return the favor and be like you've never like worked with a team before so like here's what you need to do which mm-hmm. i mean it's not like they really did anything in terms of like teaching how to work together in a team no, it's just like really they just said let's focus on one at a time which is like yeah, logical not leadership um, it's just they just they work better together after that they just said hey let's start working together oh that's what we need to do to work in the other team work together shoot mean, webs yeah, at each other i mean it's very much a how how different was that from avengers one not really i mean but still like i i mean i would have levied the same criticism had we been doing the show uh, when Avengers came yeah. out, like the kind of mm. light switch moment there, like it was very much a an on off sort it of thing was, with their team. But teamwork. they didn't have time for like a leadership seminar and a resort. No. Yeah, they needed they needed to use that time to deliver all the fan content because like the the second act pretty much was just all like, all right, you wanted to see this interaction, you want to see this joke. Here's your scene where they all do science. Here's the scene where they all comment on how Raimi Spider-Man's powers are Uh different. Uh, Here's the scene where they list off all their bad guys and kind of play up how crazy they are. Here's the scene where everyone kind of rags on Andrew Garfield's because those movies weren't so great. And and no, and Um, and the pep, you know, it's like that. And the pep talk from Toby where he calls him amazing. Uh, Andrew's yeah, no, you're amazing. You're amazing, Spider Man. (laughs) I gotta say though, also Toby's old in this. Yes, he looks. (laughs) He's looking. When he came out of that portal, I was like, "Oh, yeah." Here's a man who. Uh, you're Peter B. Parker, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. 
which you know uh, that's not a bad thing necessarily it's just you know he no. he has the perpetual baby face but now he looks like an old baby if that makes any sense <laughs> um yeah and uh you know to everyone's credit everyone they brought back did a great job i think jamie fox uh hammed it up a little bit more than was necessary uh mm-hmm. in some some aspects and but they made the tooth joke yeah uh, Willem Dafoe was fantastic, stole the show in a lot of ways. Uh, Toby was was great. Uh, Andrew Garfield proved once again to me that I think he's the best Spider-Man. He was just in the worst movies. Yeah, he was just definitely written. I, I feel like if they were to take the dopey or even like the nerdiness of Tom Holland and Toby Maguire mixed together and made that his the Peter Parker in Andrew Garfield's movie because the... Spider-Man scenes in The Amazing Spider-Man were really, really good. Uh, A lot of people have been... uh, Twitter's been ablaze with uh, people clamoring for The Amazing Spider-Man 3. 3. Um, And this definitely... um, This definitely opens up, (laughs) like, the possibility of maybe revisiting that, especially if there's enough hype about it. Uh, yeah, they could do whatever the fuck they want yeah. after this movie. They're gonna do, they're gonna do Sp- Amazing Spider-Man versus Tom Hardy's Venom. You know what? That would actually not be the worst idea. Just kind of keep those two away from the rest of it, because um, well, let's get to the end here. So yeah, so first I have to mention that the crowd popped like a fucking firework when uh, Garfield's. Uh, Spider-Man saved MJ because oh. I mean that was a huge cathartic moment because everyone was like so oh. emotional. That was it's happening again. He's like, no, not on my watch. And that's like that was I mean that's the wish of every fucking Spider-Man is like, oh, if only I could save him. Yeah. And like that was him like, oh, I can. Let's do it. I'm not even gonna break a sweat. Like this is this is everything I needed so- to do. And you're like, also, yeah. real quick. All right, so this is my my one my one nitpick that I was talking about before, the, where I hit my head. Now, this I don't know if this was for the meme or if this line was actually that important in Spider-Man One, uh, when Norman Osborn, trapped in the cage, <laughs> says, "I'm somewhat <laughs> of a scientist myself," which I love that. Oh, they brought they up the memes. Brought oh, for out sure. The fucking memes for this one, and I was. A little bit upset I don't as someone who had made that joke twice already by the time he actually said the line I was happy to see it in there <laughs> normally I don't like meta humor but that was a good one I, I'll give him a pass I don't on that. remember that me being laugh. that memorable like everybody had like their quips uh, or lines that they've said from like the callbacks to the original like the Sam Raimi ones mm-hmm. like they happened with Otto uh, when Toby and Otto, which oh, so fucking cathartic to see them meet. We silence. We tire of your questions, boy. Yeah, <laughs> we tire of so, your questions. That's so good. That was that, that was really really good. Where where they got to meet and kind of catch up because he's like, you've been dead. Like I I can't believe I get to see you and you're like cool again. I mean, when you get sent back, you're just gonna die. But like, it's okay. <laughs> 
Well, are they? I mean, if they all just well, die. that was the whole point. I thought was that he was gonna find a, a okay, another so way. So if they all just die when they get sent back, no, that kind of like invalidates the whole movie. So <laughs> the only one that it kind of doesn't work with is Doc Doc Ock, and that's because where he says he last had Spider Man was when he was like choking him, and he had his machine going. Which, if you remember from Spider Man Two, that machine was going and it was out of control. Like, and then he had a Toby McGuire changed yeah. him at the end of the movie, and he's like, "All right, fine, I'll sacrifice myself and destroy my my machine." It's already out of control. There's like, he's gonna go back and be good and be like, "Fuck." But Jake, he could have he could have made something with the fabricator that could have stabilized I, it. I didn't you know, see that in his paw when he got the cooling rod. Yeah, I didn't see that. In his, <laughs> maybe maybe new nanotech, it. some Stark tech that's still on his tentacles. I, will uh, I, reverse it. Yep. You know what? I prefer to think that it's a it's a super secret double retcon that that was why he cha- that was his moment of having his heart changed. Oh, you know what? I'll just oh that'd be fucking that. crazy that's, though. That's not bad, Peter. That's, that's really bad. good. I like that. But he is gonna die though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, he'll go out a hero. Yeah, exactly. Um, who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll retcon all of them. Sam Raimi will have a Spider Man four. Well, it's like the end of Back to the Future, where he's like, yeah, I figured what the hell. <laughs> yeah. I watched the tape, and I knew I was going to get shot, so I wore a bulletproof vest. <laughs> so, yeah, this yep. also uh, brings up a lot of uh, possible uh, different timelines that are created off of this, but I don't even want to even mm-hmm. dip my toe. Yeah. Let's not. Let's talk Let's about... <laughs> Let's talk about Peter committing franchise suicide and just sort of... He's taken the spider exit, as it were, because um, he he asked. Uh, oh, Peter Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. So yeah, like he he wishes that everyone forgets who he, or that he volunteers that everyone's going to forget, forget Spider Man or forget him. Yeah. I think specifically, which is a secret call of the audience. Forget me. Yeah. <laughs> forget all about me. In case me. they recast me, I was never here. Um, and so he gets his apartment. He decides to leave Ned and MJ alone. Um, and he, he sews a, a spider suit that looks a lot more like the other two spider suits that we saw in the movie. And it leaves it open for them to launch a new Spider-Man franchise. And then the end credit scene where you have a mm. little bit of Venom get left behind, which that end credit scene kind of pissed me off a little bit. Yeah. First off, how did that work? Second off. You've made it seem like a really big deal that it got pulled in there. And to just have it be a joke end yep. credit scene. Well, I guess that's fitting for the character, right? Yeah, he's a joke. He's a joke <laughs> Wait, character. They had, to do, they had to do Venom Dirty I, one last waste time. Waste the potential I, one more time. Yeah, I remember saying, I was like, so what What was the end of like Venom supposed to be for? Like, why Why was it just throw it away? And then right there, the mid-credit was like, oh, he's still in fucking Mexico. And he just got some free drinks out of it. And he left behind some ooze, which, sure, okay. <laughs> I mean, why? Why did that get left behind? Who knows? But reasons, plot convenience, have a venom. Maybe that's how he spreads. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could like so, have it infect Mac Gargan also, and do the Mac Gargan venom. That that is an unless they describe it, unless they explain it, that's another plot hole. Because the plot hole to that one is. Oh yeah, he didn't know. Venom Spider-Man. never knew that Peter Parker was Spider Man. Unless, well, we know there was no Spider-Man in his yeah, universe. Unless yeah. 
they're saying the symbiote because there was a point where the where Venom was explaining like all of his knowledge to to Eddie Brock or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. My my guess is yeah, I was gonna say like if that symbiote can talk to other symbiotes. I got it. Over got multiverses. It. So That's the only the way. Girl, the little girl that the Venom symbiote possessed in the first movie to get to San Francisco was saved by an unmasked Tom Holland. Yeah. Got there. He pulled he pulled a Terry yeah. McGinnis in the in the season finale and was like, It's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a monster. I'm just a boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's the other I'm just only kind of weird thing that kind of ended with that. And then I didn't realize that stingers are now trailers, where the post credit scene was just the trailer for Multiverse of Madness, which uh, we actually got today officially released, uh, yeah. which I, I would have just waited to today. I wouldn't have sat through 10 minutes of credit. I'm glad we left when we did, yeah. apparently. Oh, you didn't know I that? Mean, I, was, I felt like there was going to be another end credit scene, there were but two, yeah. I just wanted to know what happened with Venom. Yeah. And then after I was disappointed one final time, yeah. I, uh, I got the hell out of well, there. Well, you can see the post-credit scene on YouTube because it is just the literal Doctor Strange trailer, which I thought was very weird. Uh, to have just a full, full-on, full-ass trailer, and not like a, here's what's coming next. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make marathoning a little more, a little more awkward. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna start throwing like YouTube sponsorships in at the <laughs> sure, end. Why not? He just starts fucking shilling for uh, uh, yeah. Game Fuel or whatever yeah, fucking fuel, yeah. protein drinks. Express VPN. So yeah, that that was the the end to that. Um, uh, also, dope and fight scene against Green Goblin. All the Green Goblin fight scenes were fucking yes. amazing. Like just yeah. the, the weight were, of they them. They just had a fucking wrestling match yeah. in the condo, and I love that. Like there were power bombs, there were spears. Yeah, it was dope. Mm-hmm. May have been a sharpshooter in there at one point. I wasn't entirely certain. When, he, when he's just punching <laughs> Green Goblin in the face, and he's just laughing back at him, I'm like, oh my god, chills. But also, what the fuck was that? condo made of they went through that like it was balsa wood and paper mache <laughs> although just that strong i guess but, like it's a matter of density. Is gravity that strong <laughs> they're just yeah. that strong they could punch through the floor they have to weigh like nine tons to do that kind of damage he threw them down real hard it, it was <laughs> it was made in the 80s you know all those <laughs> all those architects was, and civil engineers were on was, cocaine. It was Donald Trump's, you know, discount cut rate crew. <laughs> yeah, they're all on cocaine. They were cutting corners and being like, ah, just maybe f- fill it with plastic water bottles or some shit. <laughs> and pour concrete around it. That'll hold. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's Spider-Verse. Um, programming note, I think we're going to have to just... Uh, not do the the big Lebowski episode uh this week I think we'll just I'll give people Christmas off I am a bona fide Grinch and a certified Scrooge and I often forget that it is Christmas so we'll just we'll have Christmas off we'll return the following week for our year-end awards anniversary show uh as we normally do Uh, and uh so don't freak out when there's not a full-length episode on Saturday. Maybe I'll push this out on Saturday. Maybe not. We'll see how quickly it, it takes me to edit this. But uh, I guess uh, until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Bye-bye. Peace.